So I was doing Alex's Discogs today, just going through and adding them. Oh, that's so nice of them. you. Oh, it's so nice. It's my, uh, I can't wait until I can get it into a spreadsheet. Like, I like, mm. I'm going to organize it just Girl, a little more and then I'm going to organize the shit. have a top 300 albums of all time list Ugh. and it's color coded by which mm. ones I own on vinyl. Mama, that's so genius. It's extra. I need to fucking do that. Yeah. And spreadsheet's to... so great because then you can like reorder it like Ugh. alphabetically. You could reorder there. it by year, bitch. Oh, which yeah. is what? Because I was like, how many of my favorite albums of all time are from the 80s? I want to know, you know? Ooh. Oh, girl, it's I'm, psychotic. Girl, I'm going to do that. I'm going to wake up like 6 a.m. I'm not going to take my anti-psychotic. I'm not going to take my anti-schizophrenia medication. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. and just do, do that. Do bitch. It's better than wait. Adderall. Adver- organizing oh, something is literally crack to me. Oh. I love it. And out came talk. Talk. Hey everyone! Hi! Hi! Welcome Hello. back! Welcome back! Hi. It's a it's your favorite podcast, Three People Movies. We're here. I just tried to drink out of a completely empty vitamin water bottle, so you know it's going to be a good episode. Oh shit, bitch! I thought oh, about shit. getting a drink for this one, but oh, yeah. I'll it drink was, afterwards, was, like a get, good Christian. Oh, you're too. I was like, I'm not going to get high because every time I'm high, those are the worst episodes, and so I'm not going to get high. I'm not. They're the worst episodes because you just let me monologue uninterrupted for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monologue for 12 minutes and I go, yeah. You're like, totally, uh, dude. But I'm like, yeah, let's talk about uh, Steven Spielberg or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no, I have, I, I drank at brunch, but it's out of my system. I drink at brunch too. Bitch, we're twins. I went to brunch. I had a pair of mimosa or I had like five pair of mimosas. I went on a little walk this morning. Oh, feeling your own park in LA. Oh, like, look at went that. to the restaurant I work at because I get a fifty percent discount. Oh, that's cute. Yes, mom. You went under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. You went under. with with Andrew Garfield, bitch. Uh. Anyway, we're straight people movies. <laughs> and in case you forgot, or it's your first time listening to us, uh, we are the podcast where each week we two gays we get together, we watch a movie made for straight people, and we ask the ever loving. Everlasting question. Uh, why? 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 I'm putting chapstick on. Why? And this week, oh baby. Oh baby. I, Kirk Van Sickle, because I forgot the host intro. <laughs> and I, Dylan Garcy, the other we're, host of the show. <laughs> we're talking about a movie that is the Neil Patrick Harris of animated movies this year. Mom, mom. That's right. It was a movie that I watched a couple of weeks ago because I'm trying to watch all the movies nominated for Oscars. I have 17 left. Um, and when I watched it, I like, texted Kirk immediately. I was like, we have to do this movie. And I was very skeptical because I don't know if I've really talked about it too much on here, but I am not the biggest animated movie girl, especially mm-hmm. animated movies made for children. <laughs> yes, I just feel man. like, you know, I'm an adult man. <laughs> Yeah, like, just, look. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, just an adult man, and I just, 
You know, I like Power of the Dog. What can I say? What can I say? I liked the Power of the Dog. I like I want Cody Smith feed over the Oscar. What can I say? <laughs> oh my God! But what if Troy Kotzer wins for Coda? I need to watch Coda. So that's actually oh like I think at the top of my list of the Best Picture nominees that I haven't seen. It is. I'm making Alex watch it tonight while I go do a stand up show, and I just want to. <laughs> <I wanna, laughs> that's my like punishment. Like, okay, you're not coming to my show. Well, you have to watch Coda now. And I want a full book report when I get back. And a full book report. It. I um, the second you started crying, yeah, and well. stopped crying because you'll never stop crying. That movie will fucking kill you. It's gonna well, kill you. You're I'm gonna die. For, I already started today. Yeah, the, 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 the waterworks, baby. <laughs> because I had to take my clothes off. I was crying so hard. We are watching the <laughs> best animated feature nominee this year, made by the people that made Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and the Lego Movie. Oh, okay. baby, we're talking about the Mitchells versus the Machines. Woohoo! Woo! Yes! Yeah! Woohoo! Yes. Yeah. So, um, one of my one of my favorite film podcasts, Fighting in the War Room, it's David Ehrlich, Enemy of Film, David Ehrlich. Oh, the one that, oh my God, his opening paragraph about Lost in Translation about Scarlett Johansson's ass is like, honestly, like, straight camp. <laughs> oh God. I, know that's a, I know that's a deep cut, but. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> you have to read it. Um, and it's like Matt Patches from Polygon, and then another guy who's not really a writer, but then like the deputy editor of VanityFair.com, Katie Rich. We love her. Um, she, her favorite movie of the year of 2021 was The Mitchells versus the Machine. Her number one favorite movie. Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of the year that everyone made Spider Man into the Spider Verse their favorite movies yeah. of the year. Um, and you know it's tough, and I, I feel like I could. This is where like this is where the lines get drawn. This is like the sand, like the drawing of the line with the sword, mm-hmm. and then the people they like shoe sides. Alamo, right? yeah, it's like yeah, the, Alamo. Come out the Alamo. This is where it gets a little iffy because again, I mentioned earlier, I'm not big into animated movies, although I do recognize that making an animated film might be the most difficult form of filmmaking there is. Yeah. Um, and I loved Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse as much as I can love a movie like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt really similarly about this movie, actually. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, let's let's I, do the intro real quick. Let's dive in. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, you're about to be scared. I think you're about, about to be scared, to be... Dylan. <laughs> I think you're about to a get scared. A lot of people scared. would be scared are, 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 are you scared? Are, are a lot of people scared here? I'm scared. <laughs> a lot of people would be scared I'm scared here. to say about what, what I'm about to say <laughs> about this movie. Okay, so in honor of the only straight film nominated in Best Animated Feature this year at the Oscars, we're talking about The Mitchells vs. the Machines, directed by Mike Riannata and features the voice work of Abby Jacobson. Uh, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Olivia Coleman, and Eric Andre, and a bunch of other people, too. Um, and the plot of the movie is the Mitchells are going on a cross-country road trip to drop off their oldest daughter at film school, all while an Alexa-esque force named Pal takes over the world. While trying to survive, the family comes together and learns to love each other more and appreciate the daughter's corny-ass YouTube clip she makes. And it's available to stream on Netflix. All right. <laughs> um... Yeah, the Mitchell's version of the machines. What's I'm, up, baby? I'm about What's to say good? It. I'm about to say it, Dylan. Say it. This say is it. my favorite animated movie I've seen since How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I, I, I really, really liked it a lot. I okay. liked it more than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That is bananas. I'm sorry. Is and it okay? It, no, and, it is... and, and, and here's the thing. Spider-Man is way cooler aesthetically. Like, let's just get yeah. that out of the way. Like, I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to, like... It's like apples and oranges, but that's the issue, right? It is apples and oranges. They're completely mm. different kinds of movies. Uh, although yes. you can see kind of like, it was different directors, but there's like the that Phil Lord, like whatever their names are. like yeah, Chris they, have like a, they have like a Joss Whedon kind of vibe where it's like, even yeah. if it's not made by Joss Whedon, it's got like 
Like, yeah, it's in the verse. You know? This is actually our second uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller esque movie because did, they did, of course, Twenty One Jump Street. Right. And uh, yeah, so and, we're, and we're and back I, in and that world. And I can world. feel that in this movie too. Oh, like yes. it's just, I I don't know. I bought into it. I bought into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the first thirty minutes, I kind of was like, oh, I kind of hate this. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with your little jab. I think it was like the storyline with like the daughters, like shitty movies and like, uh, like they're like a quirky family. Okay. Yeah. But I gotta say, I just really loved the plot with Powell mm-hmm. and like the machines, like taking over the world. Yeah. I thought it was super funny, super mm-hmm. real. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I love minority report and like iRobot and I love like that kind yeah. of shit. I love a robot takeover movie. So yeah. I liked it. And I think that for me, the cheesiness really worked. I cried so many times. Like the father daughter shit like got to me. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, here's Dylan. the gag. The thing that's funny is that this is literally the exact plot of Coda. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm going to love Coda then. Yeah, because you're going to lose your mind. At Coda. I just like, I really liked the movie. I think as someone that like grew up queer, liking yeah. movies. Queer and my dad was like, a manly man who like wasn't a carpenter, but he likes sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really connected with their relationship. I um, I the whole movie. I kept thinking like, God, my dad's like gotta watch this movie. He probably cried more <laughs> yeah. than me. That's why he hates movies because he like gets really <laughs> emotional during them. Yeah, and he doesn't like to cry. But mm-hmm. um, I loved it. I I thought it was. I mean, sure, it's like a kids movie. Like mm-hmm. I can't love it so much because it's just like. You can love it. It's fine. But I, it's I fine. liked it a lot. I, I yeah. thought it was really funny. I thought Olivia Coleman's villain, Pal, was, was so amazing. Good. I thought Eric so Andre's character was really funny. Mm-hmm. I thought all of the stuff about just, like, the modern world we're living in mm-hmm. and, like, doing it in a really, like, fun, accessible way. Like, I really enjoyed it. And then I think that the themes in the center, like, sentimental, they be. It worked on me. It worked. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I was, like, went into this with really low expectations. <laughs> Yeah, um, I liked it a little less than you. I thought, um, I love the animation, I love the story, all that good stuff. The dad, I want him to have sex with me. Um, you know, I don't perfect. think I was into the dad as you were because uh, I, I, I don't, I didn't really like the top heavy skinny uh, leg anim- animation. Perfect. He's top heavy. He can fall on me and crush me to death. The skinny um, legs threw me off. I need, oh, I need some, I need some thighs, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta um yeah, for a, for a hot animated movie, Dad. Oh, hot animated. Oh, you still? I want. I just want to dive in, uh, not to the plot, but in, into him. I want mm. to dive directly into him. Right. Uh, face first into any part. He can spin the roulette wheel, and I'll I'll allow it. Um, I think what kind of made me. I think there were some times. Some times. I think there's some times in the movie where the humor got a little too like. Internet-y, uh, I, I really, like, shut down the second things, get, like, really, like, kind of referential to, like, the internet, or are very, like, yeah, you have to have the sort of, like, knowledge of the internet to it, um, and I didn't really like that, um, but literally everything else, like, it was just that, like, humor sensibility, because, like, I'm a comedy person, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> as a comedian he's like um, my opinion's more important than yours yeah mine's better than you you're, you're like i'm a film person well i'm a comedy person let's go we're, and neither of us know anything about animation yeah. and neither of us <laughs> and neither of us uh work uh in our respective fields or make nope. any money and <laughs> nope, nope we just talk shit nope. about talk. people that actually have made it to make yeah, ourselves we, feel better we, about ourselves <laughs> we get our real talk 
<laughs> we get our bountiful and a lot of ad money from uh, Anchor. Thank a you, whole Anchor. $130 over a whole... year, bitch. <laughs> I think most of that was from our one patron. Thank you. If you want um, to patronize our podcast, you can. It's on anchor.fm. Um, but yeah, it, I didn't hate it. Um, I've seen all but one of the animated pictures. It's probably... I like it more than Encanto. I really didn't like Encanto. I had a lot of problems with Encanto. Um, but the rest of this year have been really good. Um, Flea, if you haven't seen Flea yet, incredible. I need to watch Flea. Yeah. Incredible. I really liked Ryan the Last Dragon. It's so fucking corny. It is so cliche, but it was a lot of fun. And this one is just like a different, it's its own thing. And Yeah, it was really unique. Yeah. I mean, just like all of the movies kind of in this universe, Spider-Man, Lego Movie, all of those yeah, um, it's 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 different, and and I think I appreciate that. I going back to what you said about the internety stuff. As someone that's like not very internety, mm-hmm. like I everything I know about the internet has been from the last four years. Like dating a a, a like having a boyfriend that's really internety. Like yeah. I was not on Twitter. I really was only on Instagram to get attention because I was sad. Um, <laughs> I'm not like, like I like watch like YouTube, but it's more like <laughs> I watch like the needle drop and shit. Like I don't yeah like watch like funny i was like never into like funny videos or like yeah. memes like you know i like memes of course who doesn't but like yeah. i'm just not yeah i've never been super internet-y like yeah. i i read articles okay so <laughs> like i have a new um, subscription i have like a brain so, so no i'm just yeah. kidding um but like i think that like a lot of that humor went over my head and and ironically i think it actually helped me to enjoy them like that reaction i think you had to like yeah. oh this is so like too much like for me mm. it was so over my head that like it didn't really bother me. I think, um, yeah. I think anything that they did like, that was like kind of like too much, like, like the dog stuff and all that stuff. I was just kind of like, yeah. Oh, funny. Like, yeah. Um. I think my thing with it is that it's like, if you're going to do anything with the internet, like it, ha- it has to be either something that's incredibly timeless or don't do it because if the internet moves so fast that by, by the time this movie is finished, animated and edited and goes through many uh, different things, whatever you're going to be, th- a year and a half removed from like well, the original so like, can, idea. Can you help me? Can you of course. Help, can you help me? I'd love to. I'd what love to in the movie was internet-y? I don't even, I mean, I know that it's internet-y. I can tell from the vibe, yeah. but I don't, but what was happening in the movie that was very like newer meme-ish stuff? I think like specifically all of the like kind of splashes that they would do and the, like her videos, like it was Katie, right? Well, yeah, um, to me, it really read like late, 2000s like yeah. Lisa Frank like unicorn vomit like Kesha after party odd future Wolfgang kill them all aesthetic. yeah it felt like that's that what it was just like <clears throat> but I think what that is is that that that's like somebody who is that's the internet like it wasn't written by someone who's like 19 right and still making or like 17 never making videos for that it was written by someone who like that was their time when the internet would pop was popping off right. like in their mind like yeah the I guess I'm assuming like the writers and the directors and stuff like their idea of the internet is from 2006. And so, right. Okay. So, so, so it was like, well, cause a lot of it was like recognizable to me. Yeah. Like the aesthetic like, of it. I was like, Oh yeah, this is like E-bombs world shit. Yeah. It felt you E-bombs know? world. It felt very threadless. It felt very much like that. Where I'm just like, here's all of this stuff that like is yeah, 15 years old. And it's like, well, wh- what would a person well, like a film student, like, and I guess 2019 be making movies on it's like probably like a 24 shit. Like that is like, I agree with you. I think that it's our age group that made like shitty, stupid, like videos with bad animation. Yeah. Like that was like exactly. our thing. 
Yeah, the, this, right? this is stolen valor from like like it's like the Juno era. Well, it's right. It is the quirk. It's the quirky Juno era. I think that that's what's interesting. Though, did we have we discussed this on the pod? It's something I've been talking about a lot recently. Like, someone brought up like Euphoria is like a millennial's fantasy of what it's like to be Gen Z. And I was okay. thinking about it, and I was like, but every teen anything is a fantasy of an older yeah. person's high school days. That's why so many high school movies that are older are set in the past, like Dazed and Confused and, like, American mm-hmm. Graffiti. And, like, all, yeah. like, like it's, it, I feel like it's a more recent thing that teen movies or teen content are, like, modern. Mm-hmm. But, like, you get this, it's funny because it's true. It's, like, the sense of, it's, like, when I saw Waves, for example. Yeah. Like, it was so clear that Waves was made by someone our age because the soundtrack was a wrestler listening to Animal Collective. And I was like, Mm. I guarantee that nobody in high school right now is listening to Bluish by Animal Collective. Yeah, literally no. No, everyone is listening to fucking, I don't know, Oliver Tree. Yeah, and I'm not clocking it because it's like, whatever, it's your fantasy, it's your film, you know? But I do yeah. think it's interesting that Euphoria is like, oh my god, it's the it's the Gen Z like, even kids considered to be the one of the most authentic movies ever made about teenagers. The director was like a pedophile who was like in his forties. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like still someone else's vision of youth, and it's gonna mm-hmm. their own youth is gonna creep into it. Yep. Um. So it's it's really fascinating to me, and I feel like that's happened with this movie too, because it's mm-hmm. like a bunch of people in our age group probably, like yeah, making I mean, this like, movie. Well, we're at the point where it's, like, people who's, like, yeah, people who would, like, be showing this movie to their kids are of the age where, like, this is what the internet was to them. So, it's, yeah, it's, it, I just wish the movie, it just sucks that it's, like, this movie that's very clearly set in the modern day, because, you know, it's the cell phones, Alexa's, all that stuff. It's very clearly supposed to be end of 2010s, 2020-ish, but the sensibility is very... 2009. Okay, cool. That's really interesting because yeah. that's what I thought too when I was watching yeah. it. It was like all the internet stuff. I was like, I mean, this is all like early meme stuff. This is like, yeah. like full on when memes were like just a photo with like words on it with that same, yeah. same font. It's like, okay, so like I kind of want to go, I put a little note about it, like non Disney animation. Yeah, totally. I think, and Did it we reminds not me. Did this on the Shrek episode? Did we like. Oh yeah, we did that live, so I feel like that was a live. Like, that was a weird episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we should redo Shrek. Um, no, Shrek is still Shrek is still straight. If you're listening, and you think Shrek is well, gay? Well, I you're think wrong. DreamWorks and and a lot of these non Disney affiliated. I feel like Disney. It's most Disney animated movies are gay. Yeah, well, and right. they're gay and they're gay and timeless. Yes. And because they're about like fairy tales and things. Like it's always you're right. It's like DreamWorks and Sony and all these like non Disney Pixar, they're always much more interested in doing really mm-hmm. modern Yeah animated and stuff. Like specifically like Trolls and like the Sing series, like those are very like in uh, indebted to modern not even modern music where it's like Queen and Lady Gaga, like very like pop music. Um whereas like you wouldn't have pop music in a Disney movie. No, and I think that's why Disney movies are timeless and why they're always consistently good mm-hmm. and consistently gay because they just have this kind of like classic Hollywood feel to them. And oh, it's yeah. just like that shit's so faggy. Um, yeah, and of I course, like the I don't villains like... and all that. You know, Ugh, we all love a gay Disney villain. Yeah, not the hot princes. You know, either. I think that's why I didn't like Encanto that much because, like, a there's no villain in Encanto. Like, really, like there's not really a villain. And all the music is by Lynn Memo Miranda, and it all sounds like. There's a difference, right? Yes. The humor See, in a Disney movie has not really changed much in the last mm-mm. like a hundred years, has it? 
No, and then when you have like movies that kind of like even like Wreck It Ralph. I love Wreck It Ralph. Love Wreck It Ralph. The second one is very bad, but the first one is so good and that grapples with like video games and a lot of that and like that I feel like it's the closest to like their touching with modern stuff and it's still it's not like a Pixar movie which Pixar is totally like you don't sacred beautiful we're not gonna mess with Pixar stuff Disney animation like Disney Lucy animation that's where you can get a little more creeping in so like yeah like Wreck-It Ralph uh, I'm thinking Meet, uh, the, Meet Robinsons. the Robinsons what which is essentially <laughs> this movie yeah <laughs> I kept thinking it the whole time I was like didn't there like didn't Disney make a movie just like this pretty much yeah but, but there's it was, a dinosaur and like his arms little, good, yeah. it's really tiny. Um, and then there was that Rob Thomas song that was in that movie. What um, about Big Hero 6? Would you consider that Disney film to be a little bit more modern? It's a little more modern, yeah. Yeah. But it's still but it's like... Always, it is, it's, it's non-Pixar CGI Disney. Yeah. Like, there's three types of Disney movies, right? There's, like, the 2D animated Disney movies mm-hmm. of the past, and they yeah. don't really make them as much anymore. Then you've got Pixar, mm-hmm. which is, like, its own thing. And then you've got yeah. Disney CGI. And that's your Frozen, that's your, yeah, stuff like that. That's your Raya and the Last Dragon. But they're Uh, always still sweet, and they're very, like, G-rated. Like, it's very mm -hmm. G. It's very G. Very G. But Then you get to, like, Ice Age. But then when you get to DreamWorks, I think we start with DreamWorks right before we get to this. Because Sony's new, right? Sony's newish, yeah. But DreamWorks is, like, they were the first, like, company, at least that I know of growing up, that was, like, really trying to, like, battle with Disney. Yeah. And their movies definitely were more like celebrity voices, like mm-hmm. toilet humor, like yep. more crass, more P- PG territory. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, the first thing I remember of theirs is um, Prince of Egypt, which, you know, we know for, we remember for one reason, and that's when you believe. Oh my God. You know, there can be miracles. I when you believe. truly think the greatest duet of all time is that song. <laughs> I'm like dead serious. Like, it's literally, it just sounds like two queens battling, and then at the end being like, bitch, you're it's good incredible. at my book, bitch. That's my favorite, like, genre of, like, shit from the late 90s. I'm also thinking of, like, uh, The Boy Is Mine video. Oh, my God, The Boy Is Mine. My favorite thing about 90s R&B mm-hmm. is all the songs are always about, like, girls stealing men from other girls, and, like, yes. all this shit, and, like, mistress and cheating and all shit, and then, like, the last song on the album will always be, like, Amazing Race or something. <laughs> Like, it's always, like, yeah. like Desi's Child of the Rings of the Wall. It's, like, all a bunch of songs about, like, cheating and shit. And then the last song is, like, this is a tribute to my grandmother who just died. This is a rendition of Amazing Grace. Like, I'm, like, obsessed with that. It's like, incredible. I just think it's so incredible. I love that. Yeah, and it's all, like, on, like, an acoustic guitar loop. Oh, my God. So good. It's incredible. Um, but, we, we, but the Prince of Egypt, though. Yeah. I know that, like, this is this could cause, like, I'm going to hell for saying this. But, like, that's yeah. a gay movie. Oh, it's so gay. They're, like, shirtless the whole movie. I know it's ancient Egypt, but honey. Oh, honey. I'm not sure. It's going to hunt in here. Ramses? I I swear to God. Were you looking at me? Stop it. Ramses, stop stop it. But no, that's a gay movie that only gay little boys remember. Like, truly, like, you bring that movie up, and it's, like, gay boys and, like, I guess Christians remember that movie. Yep. (laughs) Which, like, same thing sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, Um, yeah, your little closet faggot. You're like, no, I just want to learn more about the word and power of God. (laughs) <laughs> While you put on those, okay, Sufians, and then it's when you believe. Oh, mama! But yeah, the Prince of Egypt is a gay movie. And then did they not do it? Like, well, they did a couple flops, right? They had like that Sinbad movie. I remember. Yeah, that. they tried to do more like religiousy, like mythological. Then there was the stuff. Road to El Dorado that also flopped. 
I love that we. I also like page. don't have this on the notes page. I'm just fully going off the dome. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> I know that there was more. Is the Iron Giant DreamWorks? The Iron Giant. But that's like believe... a that's like an unsung masterpiece. That's like different. Yeah, like we all love Iron Giant now. Um, but was that DreamWorks though? It wasn't. The Disney, Iron was Giant it? was created as a Brad Bird film, but it is it was a Warner Brothers movie. Warner Brothers feature animation. Well, Warner Brothers is a whole last. different ballgame because I think that's they're the whole. ones that did like a Troll in Central Park and like. Like American, like the more like Don Bluth stuff. I yeah, think it was them. Um, and then there's like stuff in the early '90s that's like we're back and like shit like that. Like that's like terrible. Um, but yeah, like looking at DreamWorks animations, we gotta stay. We gotta stay focused because yeah. oh, ants, bitch, bitch, ants, ants is ant. like truly like the most god awful. Like this, like I'm actually glad it exists because it's like they literally made a Woody Allen Bugs Life. Like that's yeah. insane to yeah. me. So yeah, yeah, so so the Prince of Egypt. Oh my god, list of Anna. Oh my god. Oh, this is okay. So Ants. Oh, so Ants was first, bitch. Okay. Oh, shit. Ants was first. Okay. The Prince of Egypt, Road to El Dorado, Chicken Run. Chicken. I love Chicken Run, but that's like an arm. But arm I, I don't even. I, I don't think of that as DreamWorks because it's like it's that specific. Those specific British animators, like they yeah. have their own like Wallace and Gromit. Like that's their thing. Yeah. They just got distributed, honey. But mm-hmm. great movie, Shrek, of course. And then yeah. they did two D. They did Spirit. Yeah, which actually it's interesting. That, like I didn't think anyone remember that, and then it came. There's like another one that came out last year. That I had think the people Wildest really like Spirit. I That's loved wild. Spirit. Me and my sister loved Spirit growing up. Bitch, she was such a horse girl. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she was more of a wolf girl. Balto bitch. Ooh, bitch. Balto bitch. Balto. Balto was a family favorite, honey. Okay. Um. Then you got um, like yeah. yeah. Then it starts getting it starts popping off because you got like Shark like... Two, Shark Tail, Madagascar, all and... huge. Shark Tale uh, is like maybe the, uh, like the biggest fever dream of an anime. Oh my! It's made. so fucking weird. It's so weird. Like look at the animation of that. It looks it's it's insane. It's insane, I've, and it's, it's trying psychotic. to be like a Scorsese movie. It's really really. I weird. hate it. I hate it. Um, more uh, Ardman stuff, and then B movie. Which I I should we do B movie one day? Because that is a movie that the fucking like, twenty one like years like it ironically, and it's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. Like, it's over. I'm tired of B-movie stuff. I've never seen Kung Fu Panda. Oh, they're fun. Those are fun movies. Um, uh, never seen Flushed Away, That's Over weird. the Hedge. I've never... Yeah, it's starting to get of, like... like I mean, everyone... I know people that, that love How to Train Your Dragon. You love How to Train Your Dragon. I love How to Train Your Dragon. That movie rules. Um, but it's the same then, people that did Lilo and Stitch, and I think Lilo and Stitch is one of uh, the greatest animated movies ever made. So Truly, Lilo and Stitch is a perfect movie. So I like that writer. His, his, it's yeah. always about, like, weirdos and, like, being, like, yeah. hey, like... Exactly. Um, Megamind, which is having this weird like comeback recently. I, I seeing... is this is this related to like Despicable Me? It looks the same. Megamind? No, it's like it's a one-off thing. I actually think it's like on our original doc of oh, like, I, like <laughs> movies I, the we need to makes do. you want to literally puke. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where it's like the villain is actually the hero. I haven't heard of any of these movies. Yeah, uh, the Crudes made a shocking amount. I want to give you. Yeah, Price is Right. Uh, how much money do you think the Croods made? I Price don't right know. Rules. That's right. Oh my god! Five hundred eighty-seven million dollars. <laughs> but I thought that Christians didn't believe in the prehistoric time. Mm-hmm. So they, who wins this movie? I mean, they were Nicolas Cage voices Daddy Crude, and they were like, "We gotta go support Nick." <gasps> um, a lot yeah, of and it's a bunch of like, it's a bunch of like flop movies after flop movies with like sprinkling with a movie called Turbo Dragon. with a snail that wants to go fast. That's kind of there cute. is not only a movie, there is also a Netflix series. Um, that's right. And then uh, all the Madagascar oh, stuff. They did is Boss silly. Baby. I love Boss Baby. 
My dad <laughs> loves the Boss Baby. Boss Baby is fun. Fanny. <laughs> See that's uh, straight people movies. Boss Baby is but, like, let's, straight but like, people. But like, here's the real question here. I'm looking at this run, and yeah. outside of like the Prince of Egypt and like and Spirit, this is all straight people shit. Yeah, it's all like it's all pretty incredible humor. when you look at it. It's like yeah. This is like there is like I truly think animated movies for the most part in the entire 20th century were all like pretty much gay movies, and then yeah. some, DreamWorks came in and was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, baby, Mm-mm. we're taking this the away heteros. from the faggots." Uh huh. They're like, "We used to be bi, but now we're just hetero." Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, one of the so it's a little, it's a, it's weird. Like, yeah, we consider like Kung Fu Panda, like all that stuff, even How to Train Your Dragon, which I love. Like, that's all straight. Yeah. It's all straight, straight shit. Straight shit. Um, and the other ones, all the other animation studios, like, I guess, like, you have, it doesn't really count, like, Studio Ghibli. Like, they are an animation studio, but it's, like, they're, like, that's for gay. film. But that's it's asexual. Gay. That's, like. That's asexual. That's asexual. They're for cinephiles. So I'm looking cinephiles, up Sony like Pictures us. Animation. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Interesting. So they've, they've done, what do we got they've done a few things. They've done a few things. So okay. you've got your open season was their first, which God. I remember that one, but I don't think I saw it. Surf's Up. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was the same people. Yeah. I liked that one. I thought it was cute. I think it's fun. I thought it was cute. It wasn't very memorable. They did do the Smurfs, which I heard was a nightmare. Yes. Um, Yeah. A lot of these are like, these are like, should you watch on a plane? I've never even heard of this. Hotel Transylvania. Those are huge. So many people watch those movies. I mean, I love horror shit when I like that. Um, they have the Angry Birds movies, which stars Charlie XCX. Right. Which, uh, we love. And then, yeah, like... They did a Goosebumps movie that's live action? Yeah, with Jack Black. What? I totally yeah. missed this happening. But that was also yeah. during my Coke Demon Twink era, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they did the Emoji movie, the one of the most cursed films of all time, where TJ Miller flew off of a plane and, um, he paraglided into Cannes. They made a Peter Rabbit movie? They did. There's a second one, and uh, there's actually a very good Vampire Weekend song in it. Interesting. It's a lot of sequels. It's like a, yeah, a lot, lot of, sequels. of sequels. Yeah, nothing really original. Yeah, Sony Pictures is like, yeah, I'm on a plane. Put this on. Wheel, wheel in the TV. Let's uh, let's watch Hotel Transylvania: Colon Transformania. Okay. Huh. Yeah. It's an interesting. Uh, yeah, animated movies. I just feel like because I don't really watch a lot of them, I feel so out of the like, the loop. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're all. St- it's like all that shit is like it's people who like aren't on the internet and aren't like their only like notion of a modern day children's movie is Paddington. It's like this is what people with like kids watch, <laughs> like act like actually right. kids watch. Right, and right, there's right. so many more people with children than there are, you know gays our age it's so funny because i feel like kids movies were like flopping when we were growing up because it's like i'll look up like kids movies that my parents took me to see and they were all like huge box office disasters yeah fucking friend of the pod kyle amato just got the blu-ray of the page master love the page master love the page fern goalie i didn't realize is only a movie that people in our age group remember yep um yeah like troll in central park like even like american tale i feel like has been forgotten in time like James the Giant Peach was a fave of mine oh, growing so up. So um, like Anastasia. Like, I just feel like a lot of these movies that were like non-Disney movies. Like, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. you had The Lion King and all that. Like, I mean, huge hits. But I feel like a lot yeah. of other movies that were made for children just kind of like We're Back. Have you ever seen We're Back? The dinosaur yeah. one? Yeah. 
Don't I like loved it. that one. And I just feel like, yeah, it was weird. But I feel like yeah. now, like, any animated movie that gets made, like, just fucking just kills it. I guess oh, yeah, everyone just has secret. kids these days. Yeah, some people fucking have kids. Some people don't want to hang out with them. So they just fucking put them into a movie theater and then take a Xanax and fall asleep for two That's hours. That's what my parents did. And I oh turned my God, out so kind. <laughs> so but they'll take you to, like, Il Postino. No, they did not. <laughs> my parents have, like, my mom is obsessed with the sci-fi channel. And my dad doesn't watch movies. Oh, there we go. They okay, truly yeah, so don't understand where I got it from. Yeah, so you weren't you didn't have like a little like a little beanie hat with a little propeller. You weren't holding your teddy bear walking into Il Post, you know, the postman. No, yeah, unfortunately, um, my taste is all self-made. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Um, but no, I mean, but I, but my mother got me into horror, so like that. Oh, that's the main horror and sci-fi. But, it's like uh, how my mom got me into Tori Amos. Yeah, and I think that's what my first. I think I'm gonna get some stick and pokes on my knees because mm. I'm gonna live forever. I'm never. I'm. Ne- I'm going to be this age forever. Uh, I stick at books and I love them. I love it. I want. Some, I want Tori Amos on my knees. I'm going to get Tori. I Amos. have Nirvana lyrics on my knees that I. Oh yeah, quote. baby. Let's go. <laughs> um, Speaking but, of straight people, <laughs> why do straight people like this? I feel like there's a lot. There's so much. It's a lot. Um, so much. Just um, the the humor, the tone. Um, I think father daughter stuff. The father daughter is... stuff, which you know, I feel like we've we've underrepresented father daughter. Yeah, relationships. I feel like we've done a lot of like dads, like boys. We've done and a lot dads. of son son dad shit. A yeah. lot, a lot of that. But father daughter is its own beast, and I feel like it's it tackled crazy. it pretty well. It's interesting. It's like father son straight, father daughter straight, mother son mother son gay, 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 gay mother gay. daughter gay, gay. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. So anything with the mother, it's yeah. Mother makes Very it gay. gay. Yeah. yeah so. Mother, mother, mother makes you gay. Mother. Darling. Um, yeah. The father daughter <laughs> stuff was very cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess this movie, like, so this is like, I think like what the viewers want to hear about. Okay. Let's go. Let's just talk about it. So you're like, as a daughter, um, I guess like people have differing opinions about the LGBTQIA representation in this movie. Correct. Let's get this out of the way because this is the most unimportant part. The movie's still straight. I don't care yes. if she's a lesbian. Okay. But I do appreciate this about the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of queer coding in this movie. Oh, yeah. And it was subtle. Like, it was like stuff that only gay people could catch. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed the little pin. I noticed the rainbow yeah. pin. And I was like, Love huh, it. this bitch gay. She was listening to like fucking Kathleen Hanna. I was oh, like, mama. mama. And outside of like her interests being like, I mean, like that to me was the most annoying thing is like, they're like funneling in this, like she's gay. Just like, it was very like, she just happens to be gay, which I can appreciate. I'm not being a hater, yeah. but I definitely think that like there was, it was, I, I would have been more mad if she just made like shitty YouTube videos and then like nothing about her, like made her seem gay at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would hate that narrative. Cause I do think that like, there's things that like, like, queer coding is an important part of, like, mm-hmm. media, cinema, whatever. Like, you need to feed the gays some way, right? And I feel like yeah. it did a good job of, like, giving straight people, like, the little cookie-cutter gay character that they all want to see and feel good about. But I mm-hmm. still think they did a good job of making her authentic just enough for us to be like, okay. Like, yeah, like she, oh, yeah. she dresses like a lesbian. She listens to lesbian music. Like, yeah. she's gay. Like, I, I buy it. You know, it's not just, like, they just made her gay just because. Yeah. Um, but in the day, a lot of, there's a lot of like gay characters in, uh, what is it called? Like in animated films this year so far, like 
the the villain Raya is a lesbian. I mean, coded very it's coded lesbian, but like right. no one but with that hair. That's age old, right? Like that's age old yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Um, Flea. I mean, spoiler for Flea if you haven't anything about it, but like it's about a queer character. It's right. also in the first five minutes. Um, Encanto. I mean, there's just queer coded characters, and it. it's like, but it's it's one of those things where it's like it's Disney queer coded, so it's like gone through twelve different you know meetings. Like Luca. And, yeah, and, and then there's Luca, which is also like. Disney gay. I loved Luca. Um, that's the last one we haven't seen. I'm very excited to watch it. I liked Luca. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also understand that you can't make like a very mainstream movie with like an out. So, I don't want to sound conservative. This sounds reserved, but. It's just, like, at the end of the day, like, being gay, a lot of it's about our sexuality, right? Like, it's literally, like, the base level definition. So, it's, like, it's if it's a kid's movie, it's kind of, like, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, the way that love is portrayed in kid's movies is always going to be, like, super cheesy, super asexual, super cutesy, because it's for kids, right? Yeah. So, I did appreciate that, like, it was just a little line at the end, like, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. wait to meet this girl, like, bring her home. Like, I thought that was cute. And I thought it, like, I did think it stole from another movie we'll talk about later um yes. it stole its thunder a little bit mm-hmm. like with a little bit of a drop and i thought that was a little uninspired i just don't yeah. know why they couldn't have established she was gay more overtly earlier in the film mm-hmm. like why yeah. just at the very end to kind of like i guess i guess for straight viewers to surprise them because for yeah. me it wasn't surprising she ended up being gay because i got i got it i got the mm-hmm. codes but i'm assuming that straight people would watch this movie and be like oh shit she's gay okay yeah huh Interesting. Um, you know? Yeah, it, it does suck because it feels like it was that part was like put like over like the where in an older movie like the bloopers would be. Like it felt like a little like tacked on to the end. But yeah, I do agree. It was definitely coded like that. And um, yeah, she was they, they, they chose yeah, the they most uh, ruffle the least feathers approach possible. Exactly. Well, I also think what you're saying, I'm kinda, I'll, I'll say it. I don't care. Um, but I think it's hard when, to make. I think when people say like, why aren't there more like queer movies, like more out about queer movies, like popular or whatever. And it's like, because straight people don't want to watch it. They don't. And they don't. And it's also the same thing as where it's like, am I going to watch Uncharted? No. But the thing is, it's like the dynamic of the, them losing the gay audience is bucket. It's drops in the bucket, but movies losing the straight audience is the, the rest of the bucket. Totally. So I appreciate the effort. I do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as like a, to play devil's advocate here, you know, straight people love Shit's Creek. They love Shit's Creek. Um, and it's like, a, I love Shit's Creek. I, mm-hmm. you know, I recognize that it's in the same kind of like MPH, Dan Savage, white gay guy territory. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, like the spoiler alert season finale, like the whole series finale. Yeah. The, one of the plot lines is that David accidentally gets like a hand job from a masseuse because oh, yeah. his future husband doesn't realize that he's like, uh, like, ordered a happy ending for him. He thought a happy ending was just like, Oh, I thought he was going to take extra care of you. Like, I thought that was really funny. Um, and, and they don't make a big deal about it. And I think that Mm -hmm. like having that in a mainstream television show, like showing that like full on, like, even though they were a monogamous couple, like showing that like having sex, like with other people are like having sexual things happen with other people can be like a funny, lighthearted thing. And like, not a big deal. I thought that was like kind of powerful. Cause I feel like straight people, the biggest thing they're not ready to face when it comes to gay people is that like many gay people are not monogamous. Um, that many gay people will suck off a dude in the bathroom. Right. And then that's, chill and fine and you can also like do those things too as straight people if you want and like exactly. it's, it's fine and I thought that like Shit's Creek yes it can be like a little cookie cutter but it still I feel like did a good job of representing 
a gay storyline that was very like white and very like broad, but still like mm-hmm. put things in there that I feel like are good for straight people to see. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, like he got a hand job <laughs> from a masseuse, <laughs> and it's funny. It's fucking it. funny, and it's not like a big deal, and they don't make a big deal about it. It's just kind of more like a oh shit. That's not what I wanted. I didn't want you to get a hand job on our wedding day, you know, for somebody else. It's funny. And I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think there is a way, like, I think Shit's Creek did a really good job of, like, being able to bring a straight audience in and still, like, have gay humor and gay characters that, like, aren't necessarily, like, just, like, robots like Love, Simon, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a way. I think Honestly, this movie did no We should job. do Love Simon. That'd be fucking hilarious. I would love to do Love Simon. That movie That'd fucking so sucks. Um, <laughs> okay, but what if we did for June? We did like straight gay movies. That'd be pretty fucking funny. Let's like movies it. that are made for straight people that are gay content movies. Yeah, what would we, we even that. do though? I mean, Love Simon's a good choice. Love Simon. Stonewall. <laughs> do another Roland Emmerich movie? Yeah, baby. Um, Stonewall. Um, uh, We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure we'll, it we out. Have, but yeah, they months. exist. They exist. Yeah, they exist. They are recent um, movies for sure. But um, oh yeah, yeah. I feel like they, it, but we we still have this in the straight people category because I do think mm. that like at the end of the day, all of this is in service to make straight people feel better. Like it's They're like a, it's like oh like my child just watched a movie with a gay character in it and I can feel okay about it. Yeah, straight, like it's not pushing the boundaries too much. Yeah. Straight is I love my gay daughter. Gay is I love my dead gay son. Yes. There yes. we go. So, but yeah, um, I, I, I didn't yeah. want to get on here and just like talk a bunch of shit because I feel like a lot of gay people are like doing the Taylor Swift thing where they're like very like, like, we don't want this representation. We want all representation to be like fisting and BDSM. And it's just like, yeah. girl, like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's like, fine. First of all, we like had different things yeah. that are good for the world when it comes yeah. to like us. And I feel like this movie's heart was it's in the fine. right place. It's- Harmless and it's, harmless, and I, harmless at worst, good at it was, best. It was a nice detail. Again, mm. kind of wish they just revealed that she was lesbian like from the get go, and then just then threw it out the window. Like I think that would have been cooler. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. okay, okay. Anyway, the rest of the movie has nothing to do with this. Like I that would have been cooler. Yes, that been um, so fucking funny. Then like too. a little like drop at the end because yeah. they tried to make but, it casual, but it didn't like it. It it yeah. was still like a oh okay okay credits all right <laughs> okay credits um. I think internet famous dogs and I think internet famous animals are straight. So straight. I don't follow it. I follow the only cat I follow is Bone Bone. You don't follow my cat? I didn't know your cat had an Instagram. Oh, baby, does she? Oh, baby. No, I'll follow your cat. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to follow me and my boyfriend's cat's Instagram, it's at K-I or K-A-I Kai, the Persian. <laughs> Were you about to spell at K-I-R-K? <laughs> K-I-R-K-V-A-N-S-I-C-K-L-E. Yeah, yeah you're, you're... No, uh, K-A-I, uh, the Persian. Yeah. Um, Your cat yeah. has all the vowels. He's that's, gorgeous. That's he's gorgeous. That, yeah. He's a bitch. He's horrible. We love him. Love it. Um, but yeah, famous... Dog. I think pugs are straight. Uh, what's the gay dog? It's like a French bulldog. Those are gay. I Pugs love the French bulldogs. Yeah, the smushed French. face is the pure. Yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have a dog that's bred to have nasal problems, French bulldog. Oh, I love a dog with breathing oh. problems. So cute. Oh god, me too. It looks like it's like a little idiot. I love it. it looks like a big dum dum. Oh, so cute. I just want a kitty though. We still need a kitty. Um, and then I think <laughs> you can argue with me. I put it in the straight section. I think specifically that they went with Hoppy Pola by Sigur Ros. That's the one straight Sigur Ros song. <laughs> 
Because it feels so much like... But but there's two. They do two Siguro songs. <laughs> See, that's, but that's but only the Hoppy Polo ones that drop. Or is the they did, they did, no, they did Hoppy Poya. Like, Hoppy okay. And then it cuts and it goes to another Siguro song off of Medsudi Iram. <laughs> Why would they do Here, this? I'll show you, bitch. Because I was confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is not how Hoppy Poya goes. You're like, it hasn't gone to... Um, Medsud E. Iram. <laughs> I used to have this album on vinyl, and I don't know what happened to it. Uh-oh. Um, uh, it's this song. Any Mer Singer Vitli Singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my mom's uh, maiden name. Uh, but yeah, no, like, wait, wait, Singer Ross is I'm gay. Oh, wait, you're not going to be able to hear it. I'm yeah, a- I can't hear it. <laughs> We're on headphones. It played that song. So they did two Sigaros needle drops back to back. And I'm sorry, Dylan, you can call it straight as much as you want. But the last time I heard a Sigaros needle drop in a movie was fucking Mysterious Skin. So I think the thing with Happy Polo is though is that it's like taking on this like like ask Reddit post that's like, what song makes you cry every time? And it's that. It's like that's the only song by Sigaros that straight people know. When the when the real answer is Sveven Gay Anglar. That's right, baby. <laughs> I that's like to say right. Sveven Gay Anglar for the G level. <laughs> Look, and also that first solo Yonzi record, Go. She's bitch, good. Bitch. She's but yeah, good. I yeah, I guess it is their top song on Spotify, Happy Poya. So I guess it's yeah. straight that it's yeah. it, they dropped it. Yeah. But we're gonna get into the gay section here in a section in a second, and let me just say, we got whoever laugh. the music supervisor is in this movie is a fucking <laughs> faggot. Yeah, whoever the supervisor is, uh, their name was Kirk Van Sickle. Uh, let's go to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only non-music thing is like obviously the villain being Olivia Coleman. And she's brilliant. She's the best part of the movie. She's so good at it. She's she's so funny. The best part of the movie that I laughed the hardest at is when she's giving that really like cute speech about family and like like still being there for people even if they annoy you and then she's like snoozing and she's like oh sorry i fell asleep during your very boring speech <laughs> i was like yes mama villain yes. villain whenever they put her on the table so she can freak out oh my god so that was funny. so fucking it's hilarious so good. <laughs> all of the all the stuff with the phones and like the internet like i found all the techie jokes like the funniest parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even mention truly what I think is the most like incredible part of the movie, which is that middle mall sequence. Oh, so at, amazing with the that Furbies. Was firing all cylinders. It was hilarious. All the Furbies were so fucking funny. It was it so was good. great. I was like, yes, yeah, yes, we yes, we've actually yes. talked a lot about the state of animated films in the twenty first <laughs> century. I haven't talked a lot about the movie, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's like it's like when we do um comedies, it's kinda mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, there's something to dissect really here. Yeah. I mean, um, it's animated. It looks cool. Yeah, and it's like all very on the nose, but it's very—it's a very clever, fun movie. You know, yeah. I think that the most generic thing about the movie was the whole like dysfunctional, like quirky family thing, which I feel like yeah. we've just seen like a million times in kids' yeah. movies, and it's just—I like, mean, it's like it's fuck, it's Bob's Burgers. Yeah, it, literally, and it's like. I thought it was a cute detail that she was like a filmmaker, but also isn't that a little overplayed at this point? Like how many movies are we going to have where the protagonist is a filmmaker? Like it's like, I mean, I bring it up all the time. I mean, mean girl, the dying girl, like you said, garbage movie, garbage movie. One of the worst. Uh, We had that. We got to do that one day. Uh, Next Sundance. We'll do a, we'll do a whole Sundance month. Um, But yeah, going back to the gay stuff. 
Grimes is in this movie. Not there's a Grimes, a Grimes needle, needle drop, drop, and there's a La Tigre needle drop. Beautiful, in this movie. incredible. Yeah, the soundtrack overall was like pretty it's really good. <laughs> it's really it was good. good. I'd buy yeah. it on vinyl. Yeah, I bet there's gonna be like a Mondo pressing of it. And, oh God. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of. I feel like I like I and I feel like the songs are also part of the queer coding of the movie. But that's yeah. what's so funny is it's trying so hard to queer code. Like it's so knowing. That it, like, makes it straight. Like, I think that is, like, what's the complex thing about this movie. <laughs> is it's, like, I feel like nowadays because of identity politics and things, it's, like, when you try to inject things with, like, a certain wokeness, it, like, brings it fully back into, like, mainstream straight white territory. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because um, it's, like, it's not dangerous. Like, it's, like, when people queer coded, like, 50 years ago, it was dangerous. It was, like, we're going to, like, slip this in here. Yeah. And, like, hope that censors don't see. Like, it's, like, badass as shit. With this, it's, like... Now it's We're like, gonna... yeah, Jeff Bezos allowed me to make two jokes about gayness in my movie on his platform. Right, and they, and they like cleared the grimes, which I'm sure yeah. cost nothing. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm, I can't wait for, like, I wonder how much of the Bikini Kill uh, tour is going to be funded by the Latigra drop in this. Probably. Uh, I hope for that. I hope we do some good merch at that show when I go. It's in, really interesting in to me how so many, um, like, Kathleen Hanna's had this, like, huge like resurgence i feel like in culture mm-hmm. like even like yellow jackets and like a couple other things i've been watching i have like it's very like oh they're like obsessed with bikini kill like bikini oh, kill cool. and like kathleen hannah's like at the center of all of that and i think that's really great hell yeah good i mean like who else yeah. are you gonna do courtney yeah. love no. no she's are you gonna put on the the raincoats oh, that's my favorite part of uh 10 things i hate about you where he's like is there a raincoat drop the... in that movie no, but he goes, it's like, uh, what does he say? They're at, a, they're at the concert, and he's like, yeah, they're good, but they're no bikini kill or the raincoats. Oh, my God. I love it. I did not remember that. I just remember the, that whole part where, like, Greta Gerwig's talking about the raincoats in 20th Century Women. Oh, incredible. I love the raincoats. love the raincoats. I love the raincoats. But, yeah, yeah, very gay music in this movie. Um, and Olivia Coleman. And Olivia Coleman. Yep. Um, let's go back to our final recommendation section, which is the game. I'm very excited for this rack. Me too. I fucking love this movie. We're recommending a gay movie. This one's a little too straight for you. It's like, there's no other choice. Uh, Paranorman. Paranorman, baby. 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 The first movie with a, and it's a joke. That's the thing is they, people think that we're going to be offended if it's a joke, but it's a joke in Paranorman and it's fucking funny. (laughs) It's, it's the final line of the movie. They're like around everyone. The whole town is like happy and shit like that. And um, the girl is trying to get after Paranorman's brother, who's this big jock the whole time, trying to get in his pants, trying to get in his varsity jacket. And it's like, hey, she's like, hey, you want to go to the movies later? And he's like, yeah, my boyfriend loves the movies. So and then good. Little Ghost of the White Stripe starts playing. <laughs> so good. It's a great final joke, and it's also made by this production company, Leica, that I'm a huge yes. fan of. All of their, their, it's an indie animated studio. They do stop motion. It's their awesome Kubo and the Two Strings, another yes. great movie. Um, um, they did uh, the Box Trolls. I, think. I mean, they're probably most known for Coraline. Yeah, Coraline is like, that was their first movie. Mm-hmm. Coraline's amazing and also uh, gay. And then... Be- okay, so we know my favorite band of all time is the White Stripes, um, but probably my second favorite band of all time are the Decemberists, and the next movie that they're doing is an adaptation of Wildwood, which is Colin Malloy's uh, book, and wow. there's going to be a Decemberist animated musical oh my by God. Laika. 
For me. For Dylan. For, Dylan. for Dylan. Dylan gets a thing. I get a thing. Finally, so many things are for everyone else, but this is for me. I'm excited for you, and I'm excited to see you, too. It sounds cool. Thank you. Yes. Um, that book is not for me. I didn't like when I read it because I'm not 14, but... I can't wait to see it. And Paranorman rips ass. It looks so cool. It's a really fun movie. It's spooky ooky. Mm-hmm. You know it's who great. stars in it? You know who you know who is Paranorman herself? Cody Smith McPhee. Cody Smith McPhee, baby. My Academy Award nominated who should win this year and will win this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie is very fun. I think all the all the like stuff is really good. Even the shit that doesn't really work out, like um, The Box Trolls. The box Trolls and uh, Missing Link and stuff like that. But for every box trolls, we got Coraline. For every missing link, we got Paranorman. And then we have Kubo for everyone else. Yeah, Kubo's great. Kubo's incredible. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't think really, of really anything else to compare it to. That's good. Like, it was very Coda. unique. It was very unique. Yeah, Coda. Watch Coda. It's also a movie about fathers and daughters trying to connect, and um, it makes it gay. Has very gay music drops. Actually, oh yeah, there's a shags like a very important scene set to the shags. <gasps> you know like, how I feel about the shags. When are they gonna make that shags movie with Elsie Fisher? Good to me. Um, but it's not even like a needle drop. It's like they talk about the shags in the movie and like have a shags record. Shags record. They have a shags record. I truly that, think that yeah. top ten one of those haunting songs of all time is "Who Are Parents" by the Shags. It's incredible. We love who we love the shags. Parents, parents and the are big the climactic scene of this movie is, is Joni Mitchell. Oh, sick! You're gonna sick. Kirk. You're gonna lose your mind at Coda. You're gonna lose your mind. You're I know. I just need to get mind. an Apple TV subscription. Um, I got you, girl. Oh, bitch. Okay, I'll text you. Yeah, text me. I think I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to get you in, girl. I'll uh, I, I can give you something else in return if you want. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna come to California and be like. Let me suck your dick. Um, there you go. That's so I can watch Coda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's 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 gay shit right there. That's, yeah. And gay representation. <laughs> gay representation isn't uh, you know having a ten second scene about you're proud about your college age girlfriend or whatever. Gay representation is me driving cross country to suck Kirk's dick while he watches a movie about a deaf family. <laughs> Uh, well, I might, y'all will never hear what I just cut out, um, ever. Uh, yeah, it's cursed. It's cursed. It's, it's one notch below the cursed, uh, stuff that we said last week that got deleted by God. Um, this is deleted by me. Um. Please make sure you delete it though. We can't depend on God this time. <laughs> <laughs> I sure will. I'll ask her a big favor. All right. Well, this is fun. I love, I love this movie. This is, this is I really like this movie. I did too. I, I really, really, I really, really liked, liked it. it. I'd recommend it. Recommend it. Go watch it. It's fun. It's on Netflix. Um, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and at Letterboxd at Garcia. And my name is Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Twitter, and Instagram at KRKVNSCKLE. I need to add that to our doc. So I copy and paste our doc every week. And in our wrap up section, mine has my full spiel, and then it just says Kirk. I mean, I got it. <laughs> Kirk's I don't got need, it. I don't need my lines. I'm good. Yeah. I'm off <laughs> book, like, mama. I'm off book, mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Or on Spotify. And on Spotify, you can do that, too. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, have fun. Do whatever you want this week. Yeah. It's the end of February. Rob a bank. Crazy. Kill a cop. Rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Love it. And out came talk. 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 <laughs>